Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me here at the, at the intersection of faith and culture. And I'm on day three now of the National Religious Broadcasters Association. So we're coming to you live. We talk a lot on the show about entertainment and options for people who are looking for alternatives to woke culture, alternatives to Disney. We're sick and tired of having Netflix shove their garbage in our faces every time we tune into Netflix. Well, today I've got Bo Davidson on the show and he is involved in the entertainment industry. We're going to talk about woke culture and what you can do to fight back against it with some better alternatives. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're wondering what the heck I'm doing out here on the road still, I got one more show to do. I'll be coming to you live from the Florida Parent Educators Association in just about eight hours from now. And uh, I hope you guys will tune in to see what's happening at FPEA this year. They're expecting between 15 and 17,000 attendees there. And that's because parents are sick and tired of what is happening in the public schools. They're looking for alternatives to the woke education model that really is the government schools. We see this all the time out on the homeschool circuit, and we talk about it in entertainment. And today, I'm really honored to have Bo Davidson here. Uh, Bo, welcome to the show. Your first time here. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, absolutely. It's good to be with you. It's great to see you. Let's jump right into this because it's a hot topic right now, right? We're watching what's happening with Target. We saw what happened with Bud Light. Disney's kind of taking in on the shorts right now, if I do say so myself. They're not <laughs> liking Ron DeSantis very much. Right. You've been in the entertainment industry for a while. You've got your own show at the uh, Epoch Times. That's right. The Bo Show. That's right. Right? Tell me what you're talking about there. Well, I open my show every single show with, I say, welcome to the Bo Show, the home of faith, family, and freedom. I love Those it. Those are the three Fs that, um, that I think we focus on. So... Um, faith. I'm a Christian. Um, I express that freely. I'm able to talk about it freely. The Epoch Times was founded, for those of you that don't know what the Epoch Times is, it's a journalistic uh, publication that was started in the basement of our founders in, in Atlanta because he had escaped communist China. People don't understand a lot of times how good we have it here in this oh, country man. and what those folks came from. So really, all these folks wanted to do was be able to practice religion freely, to be able to speak freely. We know in China that doesn't happen. So the Epoch Times, those journalists were some of the best at the forefront of what was happening in China and how it was matriculating over here. So when you look at the different things that are happening today in our culture, you can point directly to China. When it came to the pandemic, what was happening in Wuhan, they knew about it before anybody else knew about it. So I'm lucky to work for an organization that has that as their mission of religious liberty, religious freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. So faith is one. Uh, family is two. Family is obviously very important. I come from the South. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm an only child, so that doesn't sound like a big family, but I do have triplets who are cousins. But I think that the family is the bedrock. It is how uh, a society can thrive and survive. Yes. And then finally, freedom. We have to have freedom. As an artist, Heidi, I think that we're supposed to have the most freedom. Artist, artistry should have the most expressiveness of any genre there is. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. what we've seen, and this is for me being an actor and a singer in, in Hollywood for a little bit and in Nashville, is I saw the walls closing in. It became, you could only do this type of content. I found that speaking out and being either conservative or Christian was not exactly in vogue. Yeah, yeah. So what did not I do? Not exactly well, a barn burner. No, 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 not at all. And so in about 2012, I took pen to paper and I wrote a song called Blessed. And I opened it after looking at my generation in Venice, California, Santa Monica, and seeing how apathetic they were patriotically. I just opened the song with a couple of like open questions. What is courage? What is honor? Are these words or just ideals long forgotten? What is duty? What is glory? Are they just written down in some old story? 
And it's almost like my generation's call, I hope, to what Lee Greenwood did for his generation with God Bless the USA. If you don't recognize you're blessed, you will lose what you have. Everybody knows Ronald Reagan said that. Yes. So what I try to do on my show, which is both at Epoch TV and at NTD, and just so folks understand, NTD is the television operation of Epoch Times. So it's, they're one and the same, is to uh, inform, inspire, and entertain. That's what I look to do. And so I take an artistic lens to my show. I will sing on my show. I will do parodies. Uh, in fact, uh, we were talking um, earlier about the Babylon Bee. I did yep. a parody about Bud Light. Some people remember the Real Men of Genius ads. They were so funny. They were clever. <laughs> I redid that in the wake of the Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Yep. And that particular parody that I completely recreated, sang it, did all the musicianship for it, um, racked up half a million views on Instagram. <laughs> I was surprised it broke through the algorithm. Well, people are ready for it. I think they're yes. tired of what's going on. Uh, the only real good response to people like Dylan Mulvaney is to mock them. That really is, at this point, that really is the only good response because it's absurd, right? It's yeah. absurd. Uh, my friend Alex Clark on Poplitics yeah. this morning, I just did her show last week and I saw her come out on Poplitics this morning and talk about how there's a man who's saying that he can lactate, right? It's yeah. absurd. Right. And so she, what, what did she do? She made fun of him. That's really the only response at this, at this stage in the game. A parody is a great, is a great way to uh, fight up against woke culture. And so what's the third one? So you got faith, faith family, and freedom. Freedom. I, I hit all, all uh, you know, you could argue that finance would be in there too, but <laughs> <laughs> we should get into that one another time probably, <laughs> especially in the, you know, the digital currency revolution. But no, those, those three are, I think, are the, the important ones. And look, I don't, when I'm doing parody, I'm not trying to make fun of a person for who they are. No, it's the it's, idea. It's, yeah, it's not about who Dylan Mulvaney is. I, do I think he's pretending and has dysphoria? Probably. I also mm -hmm. did a deep dive into him. I did he's a deep dive into Alyssa Heinerschneid. Yes. So my show is not going to be, let's just do a topic here or there. Let's go surface level. I went deeply into why is Alyssa Heinerschneid in the position that she's in? Why was she hired to do this? What is her mentality? And the more I listened to that hour-long podcast she was on, I realized exactly why she did what she did. They gave her a long leash, and she's got this mentality that she needs to wokeify the company. The problem is that she didn't test market it with any Bud Light customers. <laughs> if she'd done that, she would see it was a stupid, stupid Or maybe move. she didn't even know who the demographic was. Exactly. Yeah. And the parodies, and myself hopefully is included in this, but the parodies that I've seen out there for Bud Light have been better than what Bud Light ever could do for themselves. hundred percent. And the sales are down. Do, you should the do Target next. Yeah. yeah Dude, I, got some, I got some ideas well, for you. Well, I heard that there was some someone that already tried on the... Um, uh, the swimsuits that have the extended yeah. pouch. So I, yeah. I guess I can't do that one. It's but horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. Well, yeah. it really is absurd on its face. You know, I've said this for years here at the show and absolutely ramping up in the last year and a half. We're not even really talking about Democrat and Republican, Republican anymore. We're talking about good versus evil. Yeah. We're talking about straying away from a foundation of truth. If we're unmoored from the truth, if we're unhitched from the truth, then we have no real hope of ever seeing this country make a great American comeback that Ron DeSantis is talking about. We've got to get back to talking about the truth. We've got to wage a war on woke. And what you're doing, what I'm doing is really part of that. You know, you and I sat last night and watched Josh Hawley speak. Uh, Fantastic. Who, was, who, had, who gave a terrific speech I think I told faith. you afterwards, I was like, dude, I vote for him for president. He, he, I'm sure he's <laughs> going to be in line soon. Yep. Um, but one thing that really stuck out to me is you remember the story he told about interrogating uh, this very esteemed professor who would not use the word woman at all. Would call them birthing, birthing persons. persons. And the sir. saddest part is, I, I hope I get to interview Senator Hawley one day, is is there no one on the other side of the aisle that is sane anymore? Is there no one else that has a semblance of faith? Are they running from it? Have they been 
like maybe the House, I understand AOC and some of them are out there, but in the Senate, right. are there none of your colleagues that truly have any semblance of a rooting in faith? Why are you resisting to say the word woman? Did this start with Katanji Brown Jackson? I, I was don't just going to say, you know? I was going to say, I, I think they do know. So my contention is not that they don't know. I think it's that they're cowards. And I call Katanji Brown Jackson out when she would not use the word woman. She, would, did she didn't say, I don't know what a woman is. Yes, you do. You know exactly what a woman is. You're a coward. Right. And I don't want a coward on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. We should not want cowards in our legislative bodies. We should not want cowards in our Senate. But that's what we have right now. All yeah. of the men and women that remain silent on this issue, including pastors, including teachers who will not step into the void and protect our young generation against this rising lie that we continue to yeah. see uh, advancing. I call them out. I, I say it's cowardice. Well, I know that you uh, like to have your, your viewers and your listeners have a call to action, things that you can do. I do want to share an anecdote with you about something that happened to me not that long ago. Um, I'm a professional singer, and I sang for, the, uh, I sing for a lot of professional sports. So in Florida, I sang for the Florida Panthers, who actually just advanced to the Stanley Cup last night. Oh, wow. Great for them. Uh, but I've sung for them twice before. I was scheduled to sing in March for a third game. Uh, I needed to sing the Canadian and the American national anthems. As you know, I've, I've sung the national anthem twice here. It's a big, yep. it's, it's a passion project for me. It really yeah. is. But in this case, I had to sing the Canadian and the American one. And I was booked in January to sing for March two weeks. Before I was to sing, I got an email from the organization saying, we're going to have to replace you due to the visibility of Pride Night. And I wanted, I wanted clarification. I was stunned at first. I thought, is this for real? Because they don't even know if I'm straight or gay to begin with. Like, they didn't even ask. So I wrote back. I said, I just want clarity. So you're saying that because I'm straight, you don't want me to sing anymore? They said, no, 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 no. It's not that. It was another department's decision. I said, well, wh whose decision was it? You still want to understand the decision. I just want to understand it. And they tried to call me, and I felt like they were trying to call me because they didn't want to say through, through writing what they wanted to say to me over the phone. And it probably was out of some of their hands. And I don't know if I was trying to find, is this an NHL directive? Because the NHL of all sports, I would think would be the least woke, okay? <laughs> so this happens and I'm trying to get clarity. And they said, it's the sponsor. I looked it up, the sponsor is Stoli Vodka. Now me being the journalist I am, I got to go to Stoli to find out if this is right. true. Stoli says, we don't have any knowledge of this. We didn't pick the singer. So I'm like, who did they pick? I've got to know. So I go to the game and I film it. Cause I was like, I got to know who it is. Oh boy. So, yes, he was gay. Was it that's, Dylan that's Mulvaney? It, it was close, but no. <laughs> Here's the worst part. He entirely botched the Canadian National Because anthem. they don't care. It's not about talent. It's not. It's about who he was. That's exactly and right. to add insult to injury, he had posted a shirtless selfie in the dressing room where I had been a month before singing the National Anthem, and it said, still trying to learn the words of the Canadian National Anthem. No! Now, I had to be vetted for this. I had to provide recordings. So my point being is just that when we talk about woke culture and the fact that the Florida Panthers have moved on, great for them as a team, but it's hard for me to wrap my mind around organizationally why they did what they did. Heidi, I asked for clarification. I went to the NHL Office of Communications. I went to the commissioner himself. Silence. Dead silence. And players have set out of gay pride warm-ups because of religious reasons. We know that. Some Russians don't want to do it because they're afraid if they go back to Russia, they'll be jailed, and that's true. So, but they, they have forced this wokeness even on professional sports. And it, honestly, Heidi, it has made me not enjoy the sport anymore. I, I don't enjoy, enjoy watching I, no. NFL. I said NFL, I no fans left. So that's a personal story. And I'm just saying yeah. because like people don't think you can be discriminated against for being straight. You absolutely can. Yeah. It happened to me. Yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to take legal action against them. Like I think they were threatened probably, but I'm just, just, just give me an answer. Or how about you could have come to me and said, 
you know, we understand it's pride night. Maybe you want to switch with someone. I would have done that, but they didn't even ask. They made an assumption. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening uh, in our corporate culture. Well, and I, I think that most people in the United States hate this. They don't like this. They don't like what Bud Light's doing. They don't like what Target's doing. I saw an ad come out uh, because it's June, right? So the alphabet mafia is going to assault us at every turn. And uh, we saw a commercial come out for Ford truck and there's this big strapping gay man up there and he's <laughs> driving a rainbow truck. And I was just like, ooh, like, why? Why do you guys have to do this? You're taking your company and you're literally putting profit on the line right now to side with an ideological movement that is diametrically opposed to a vast majority of Americans. And why they're doing this is absolutely unbelievable to me. But we're coming up with options now. And yes. this is something that I'm very, very excited about. There are options now in entertainment. There are certainly options in education. Uh, my husband and I have been at the front of this now for many, many years, trying to give parents options to the woke, broken school system that is injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. And you are a part of options for people who are really tired of giving their money to organizations like Netflix and Disney. Uh, you know, what's the latest monstrosity? Well, the, 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 they've redone The Little Mermaid now, which I heard is yep. flopping at the box office. People don't want this. They're tired of it. Get your woke ideology out of my home. No, they're not. And it's amazing to me. And I think this is an incredible time in the history of our country because we can start to form third lanes, a third lane because we've seen the legacy media forever now. No one cares. Yep. Right. It's the same thing with uh, with a lot of the entertainment. But you've been working with Hallmark now and they've just merged. Right. Uh, not, well, Hallmark, not, not Hallmark, not Hallmark, but Great American Family with Pure Flix. Here, yeah, with Pure Flix, which is actually exciting because, you know, Pure Flix had a very big presence here at NRB. David A.R. White, I interviewed him. He's, you know, in charge of Pure Flix. Here's why it's significant. Because Bill Abbott was the CEO of Hallmark. Bill got forced out because he didn't want to run certain advertisements that were promoting certain agendas. Because of that, the company forced him out. Hallmark was doing, they still do well, but they were, they were hitting a stride. They were doing so well. But because of the forced agendas that, that they were trying to push, Bill got forced out. So what did Bill do? He went over to Great American Family. Yep. And so what's happening now is you're seeing Hallmark stars, Candace Cameron Bure is the head of their content. Uh, you have a lot of stars moving from Hallmark to Great American Family. Not to say we don't like gay people or we're bigoted no. or we're homophobic. It's just this is what the lane we want to be in. Yes. These are the ideals we want to promote. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens is once you take a chip off the block of Hallmark, it's going to go down that tube. Yep. It's going to become Target. It's going to yep. become Bud Light. And it, and it is. I don't watch Hallmark anymore. I mean, the minute I saw the the content that they were pushing, first it was advertising, then it was actual programming. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I still have a 12-year-old daughter. Right. And what's fascinating to me, Bo, is that uh, I, you know, I have a 31-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old daughter. I am mm. raising my 12-year-old in a vastly different world Completely. than I raised my 31-year-old in. And there was a time when my oldest daughter was young. I could sit her in front of PBS. Not anymore. Right. I could sit her in front of Sesame Street. I didn't mind flipping on Hallmark when I was making dinner. Not anymore. And they're not listening to the consumer. And so I think we have an opportunity right now to really vote with our wallet yep. and start watching other channels, start supporting other shows like yours yep. and several other uh, new newest shows that are coming out. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect from your show coming up in the future and some of the projects that you're working on. Well, I'm really excited, uh, Heidi. Two days ago, I was actually just honored with a with an award. Um, these are called the Telly Awards. These these. Uh, uh, Everyone from Smithsonian to Al Jazeera can be nominated and can win. So the fact that my show won is exceptional. Uh, we've won two years in a row. Last year, I won for Best Cultural TV Series. This year, we won for Best Video Journalism. So I'm very excited about that. But again, what's relevant about that is that the fact my show can be acknowledged and recognized by peers 
in the environment that we're in. What I try to do is take a cultural and artistic approach to our current events. I like to break that down in a very deep dive in a 30-minute show. I'll be going from three shows a week to four shows a week. But when you talk about alternatives, so Epoch Times, NTD Television, these are places that when I talk to people, they say, we're getting the truth from you guys. That's yeah. the number one word we hear yeah. is truth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. Fox, because there's not your truth there, <laughs> and my truth. There's only the truth. The truth. Exactly. There's only the truth. And I think people are really tired of it. I, yeah. I mean, Fox has taken a nosedive. Big as nose far. Dive. I mean, I don't trust him anymore. Do you? Wound. I don't nope. trust him anymore. And nope. we, it used to be that you'd watch, and I told you last night in my run for Congress, I saw, you know, uh, underneath the curtain of politics. And I'm telling you, it's gross under yep. there. And we realize now, oh, man, this isn't, this isn't new. This has been going on for a long time. This is a cancer that, that has metastasized now into almost all of our major media outlets. And so this is the time. If people want to find different media outlets, now's the time. Get rid of Netflix. Get rid of Disney. Disney's stock is down, yeah, down, down. They're right. taking a nose. People are tired of it. Well, the good news is, it's like Epoch is not beholden to money from BlackRock or <laughs> other big corporations, One of the few. which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you this too. So I just found this out. It looks like I'm going to be emceeing and performing for something called the America the Beautiful Festival in New York, um, upstate New York, on July 1st and 2nd. They're going to have country acts performing. Julie Roberts, I think, is performing, former lead singer of Chicago. This is why this company is doing great things. You mentioned alternatives. Why is no one doing a patriotic festival around that time? Right. You know. Where, where's Fox on this? Where, where do they, a, you know? here's, a, here's a question. Is Joe Biden going to allow fireworks at Mount Rushmore this year? Probably that's good, not. That's a good question. Probably not. But I just think these people hate the country. I think they hate our founding. I think they want to see, I mean, Barack Obama said it best, right? He, they want to fundamentally change the country. Yep. And I say we fundamentally embrace our roots, go back to our Judeo-Christian foundings, get, uh, go back to our, the anchor that this yep. country was founded on, which is what exactly what you started out with. It's faith, it's family, it's freedom. For those that um, want to go see a great movie, also around July 4th, Sound of Freedom is coming out. Yeah. I have no personal financial interest in it. I just have seen it twice, and I got to interview Tim Ballard, the man that it's about, who saved dozens of kids from child trafficking. And when I interviewed Tim, something that he brought up that I thought was interesting to touch on what you just said, is he said, I've briefed President Trump. I have briefed Kamala Harris. They know exactly what they're doing, especially Kamala in terms of the border. I don't see how anyone in good faith could make the border policies that she is that are permitting the trafficking of these children. And it's a sad state Shameful. of affairs. Exactly. Shameful. And I didn't expect him to make that kind of comment. It was not partisan. It was more, I can't understand why Donald Trump put hundreds of million dollars into trafficking research to combat it, and this administration has entirely scrapped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrible. And what did he do before... Before this, because he gave up his pension. He did. He was with the DHS, Department yeah. of Homeland Security. He's a whistleblower now. Yeah, pretty much a whistleblower. But he uh, was involved in trafficking operations back. He said 2005, I believe. No one really knew about trafficking. Yeah, yeah. They were doing simulations and people were getting freaked out because they were talking about kids. It's like, you got to be able to simulate these things. And they didn't know how to do it. What, the, what Tim did is he went from being catch, to catch a predator to saving the prey. He was upset that the United States was not doing more to rescue the kids. They were catching the predators. By the way, America is the number one consumer. Yep. Well, people I just people had, probably don't know that. I but. just had a, a woman on my show who works out of the Philippines, and she was talking about the number of kids who are trafficked by their own families yeah. in the living rooms of their own homes, woken up in the middle of the night to do horrific, unspeakable things on video. And you know who the, the primary audience for those videos? Right here right in the in United America. States. And Tim brought up a very harrowing statistic, Heidi, that there are more people 
in slavery, some form of slavery yeah. today than there ever was when it was legal. Unbelievable. That's a sad, sick situation. Yeah, we, we, we're in trouble in this country. We've got to get back to our Judeo-Christian values again, bringing faith back into the forefront of the culture. And I'm so glad that you've joined me here. Where can people find you online? So a couple places. I would say go to www.ntd.com forward slash The Bow Show or Epoch TV. And so people know it's E-P-O-C-H TV.com forward slash The Bow Show too. And my name is spelled B-E-A-U for those that are out there. If you're wondering whether it's B-O or B-E-A-U, it's the French way, even though I'm not French. It's but the that's, French way, that's, not that's, the Dukes of Hazard way. But there, okay. there's just great content really <laughs> on Epoch all the way across. Like I said, I, I feel very blessed to be working for a company that is so pursuant of truth and honesty. Um, I've never worked for a company like this that, that was this committed in mission and in purpose. It's really remarkable. You don't, you don't get to work for organizations like that very often, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be with them. Awesome. Well, Bo Davidson, thank you for coming by the show, and let's stay in touch. I'm be excited to see what you do next. Yes, Heidi, you as well. If you guys want more information on today's guest, head on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.